Hi, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. Ray, welcome back to Craft Beer Bucket List. How you doing, man? I am fantastic. How are you, Mike? Doing good. I'm ready to get episode 10, season 2, kicked off. Feeling good about it. Outstanding. I am too, Mike. I am really excited for this episode. I don't know why, but I like when we get into double digits with anything. And uh, we're there. So it's a big positive. This is the last episode we can count on all our fingers. It it is. Yeah. Next episode, we'll start using our toes. Ooh. Yeah, I'll be sure to pass on that. I'll let you handle that one, buddy. I don't mind my toes. (laughs) I don't mind mine either. I just don't think anybody else wants to see that. I clip my toenails on the rig. That's that's good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're on episode ten, season two. Uh, <laughs> glad to be back. Why don't you tell us about tell us what beers we're going to be drinking? Yeah. So our shared mm-hmm. beer tonight, Mike, is going to be the Midnight Magic from Ghost River Brewing. Um, I'm going to be drinking the Saturday Siren from Coop Ale Works. And you've got a Chimay Doré. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, what, right now, you know, I, you think I'd get this thing figured out a little bit better. This oh, Here's the Midnight Magic German Black Lager from Ghost River Brewing. You know, and uh, I'm excited. Um, I recently visited Memphis. This is from the Memphis area, so I recently visited Memphis. So I'm pretty excited. Yeah. And, you know, uh, your, your Pilsner from Coupel. Um, anxious to hear about that. And then uh, I'll get my Chimay out of the fridge here in just a second. But, um, you know, I, I think, uh, hey, Ray, it's a solid lineup. Yes. As always, a solid lineup, my dude. Yeah. yeah. Always. So here, let, let's do the, you want you to do the crack? You go first. Oh, yeah. The cheers. Virtual cheers. Love right. it. Mm. Interesting. I like it. Um, so we've had one of their beers from Ghost River before on here. Yes. Um, they're based out of Memphis. Um, as I was saying, I, I recently went through Memphis, uh, traveling back and forth from Arkansas, and stopped and grabbed some brews. This is one that I grabbed. Uh, you know, it's a good pickup. Um, and Ghost River Brewing is based on um, – uh, 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 underneath, under the under the river, river, right? So uh, it's a deep channel that cuts through the Wolf River there uh, around Memphis, and a lot of people around Memphis get their water from the the sand aquifer in that area and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's it's got a cool name, it's got a cool brand, and um, it's got some really good beer. Um, and so anyway, they're, they're starting to distribute quite a bit. Um, I was at Central Barbecue there in Memphis and having some good food and saw one of their beers on tap. Um, so, you know, they're getting around um, and for good reason. Um, and you can find them out there on Ghost River Brewing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that kind of stuff, too. So uh, anyway, what do you Ray? What do you think, man? Uh, you know, this is uh, Midnight Magic. It's a German uh, dark lager, German black lager. Uh, what you get there? 
So right off the top, I mean, I, this is one I wish I would have poured into a pint glass so the folks that are watching this on YouTube can see how dark this is. Because uh, one thing I noticed right up front, this is very light bodied for a dark beer. Okay, yeah. Um, which which I like. I'm enjoying it. You know, typically you get something that's a little more heavy, right? It's a uh, you know full bodied, uh, but this one it's it doesn't drink like a dark beer. It has the flavors of a dark beer, which I like. It's got those chocolatey notes. Um, yeah. It's it's got some coffee notes to it. Um, so very much reminds me of a a very like a a malty stout, right? Which uh, which I didn't expect. So I've I've not had a a lot of German style black ale, so I, I so I'm not an expert by any means on this particular style beer. Um, yeah. But it's when I like the flavor and I like the again the coffee and the chocolate, like what I get from a stout or a porter, but in a much lighter beer. This to me is much more crushable. Uh, so usually a porter or stout, I'll have one and I'm kind of tapped out, like that's all I want. This I yeah. feel like I could drink probably at least two, maybe go for a third, depending on if I'm having a full meal with this. Um, but this is one I could sit on the tailgate, you know, and just have a few of these and enjoy my life. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting a lot of the roasty roastiness uh, notes coming through, you know, the, the roasted malt and the hint of like a, like a darker, heavier coffee flavor. Um, you know, it's um, to me. So, you know, you're talking about, it's a lighter bodied dark beer. And to me, it drinks more like a Porter, you know, it's got the little, you know, maybe even a little lighter than that, but, um, which, which is all right. You know, um, I'm getting like a, the, the roasted darker chocolate. Uh, there's a lot of roastedness coming through as I drink it. Um, so the only thing, so the one thing I'll have to say too, is the carbonation is really good here. It's, it gives you that the nice kick of carbonation, but it also is very creamy uh, in the mouthfeel. And as you drink through the, the, the taste and all that. So um, it's done really well. So hats off to them. Um, I think the roastiness probably comes on a little too strong with the, with the malts and the coffee and the chocolate for me, um, man, it, it hits, it hits right up front. And um, usually with that kind of flavor, uh, I want a little heavier body for myself. Um, but, you know, as you talked about it, I mean, I agree. It's, you know, it's a beer you can have a couple of, and you know, this is a good, I'd say this is a good tailgating beer. You know, you're sitting there on the tailgate in the uh, fall ready for some football um, and you want a beer that you can, you know, has a little bit more oomph to it, um, but you still want to be able to kick back a couple of them at the same time. So, yeah, you know, it's it's got it's got the flavor profile that um, is a little bit unique uh, for for something I for me, you know. Um, but I, so again, I'll go back to it. I think that the carbonation really does uh, the beer justice here. You know, it's, it really complements the beers with the flavors and all that. No, absolutely. <clears throat> Mercy, excuse me. No, we yeah, keep get it over a podcast. I yeah. cough a little bit, and you know, I'm not going to edit that out. Uh, but yeah, it's like I, I really like the I like the flavor front to back. It keeps a very similar profile. You know, there's some beers that we have. You know, even like when we did, th I think three episodes ago, we had that key lime pie, uh, Gosse. Holy and, uh, moly! It, I'm still thinking was, about that beer. Oh, me too. I've been telling everybody about it. Um, but, you know, it, it had that key lime pie flavor up front, but it had that graham cracker crust flavor that only came out on the very back end. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm bringing that up just because with this beer, I get the same flavor front to back, uh, which is fine. I'm with you on the carbonation. I think it's absolutely on point with, with this beer. Um, but after you mentioned the roasted, you know, flavors coming through, I, I started to pay attention. It is, it is roasty, um, not burnt, but uh, I think it's kind of on that edge. Yeah, I agree. And, but it's still, it's not bad. I think the flavors there, it's super light, easy to drink. And uh, I I like it. So yeah. for me, I'll, I'll just dive into it, Mike. I would give this, and, and, I, and I like the can art. Um, something I've noticed from this brewery, um, it's very simple, very subtle, but it yeah. gets to the point. And I kind of yeah. like that. You don't always have to be over the top to get your or get my attention. Um, I think they did great with this. So easy, I mean, eight out of 10 for me. So I was going to go on the same rate. I was going to say eight out of 10. I think if they could work on some of that roastiness uh, coming back a little bit, maybe have like, the chocolate or the, 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 the coffee a little bit instead of the roastedness of those things, I think it could uh, easily climb up uh, a little bit in that rating for me personally, right? Um, right. But no, I was going to go with an eight out of 10 as well. And and I, I got to say, you know what I'm really thinking with this is I'm thinking – I want a uh, a very good um, oatmeal cookie. Oh, oatmeal cookie. Okay. Yeah, I like oatmeal, oatmeal cookie. cookie. Yeah. Have you ever had? Um, do they have insomnia cookies where you're at? Uh, no. Nope. So it's like it's like a it's a place. All they do is like make cookies and they have ice cream too. I think. But anyway, they make cookies and they deliver till like three a.m. So you can get Ooh. a couple dozen cookies delivered at like two a.m. You know. That's anyway, awesome. They've got a delicious oatmeal cookie. Um, and uh, it's something that I think would go well with this beer. I think this is a good beer to complement that. So anyway, there right you go. That's my food pairing and my rating, eight and uh, oatmeal cookie. And so for a food pairing for me, I'm going to go complete opposite. I don't I don't want dessert necessarily with this. Um, where I can see an oatmeal cookie, that would be fantastic. But I talked about this early on in season one. I want to say episode three or four. But having a porterhouse steak um, with the coffee ground for seasoning, coffee grounds added into the seasoning. Yeah, and I, I want those grilled aspar asparagus spears, and I really want some like a potatoes au gratin. You know, so a, yeah. a cheesy, heavy potato. You know, sure. melty. I want that asparagus and just a huge porterhouse, man. Just mm, like yeah. medium rare with the coffee grounds on it. I think that would pair very well with this beer. With this beer, yes, man. Does. I mean, so overall, I think it's a really good beer. You know, it's one wow. of theirs um, that I would recommend to people. Um, I don't know how far out the distribution is for this, uh, for Gross River, but, you know, I know you can pick it up in and around the area. Um, I was just in just over the, the Arkansas state line into Tennessee when I uh, snagged this beer. So uh, I think you're in that Memphis area. You'll definitely get it. But I would think that you could it's got a little bit of a range for their distribution as well. So. Um, I check. Hey, everybody, check them out. Ghost River Brewing. Uh, I think we've got another beer from them coming at some point um, onto the show. Um, but you know, they, they've done a good job so far. They've got good beers, and we've really liked them. And so, absolutely. So, yeah, Mike, yeah. before we go any further, there's something I need to know, and I think you've got an answer for me. Can, can you answer a question? Sure. Any question you have, Ray. All right, Ray. Uh, you've got the Coupe L Works Saturday Siren in front of you. Um, show us what it looks like, bro. Yeah, I will do that. Look at this butte. Look at this right here, yeah. man. 
Um, so this is, it would help if I turned it back. There we go. Much more better. Yeah, there you go. Um, and so Saturday Siren is a German Pilsner from Cuckoo Bell Works there in Oklahoma. Uh, clocking in at 5.3%. Um, you're going to crack it and attack it. Crack it and attack it. That sounded beautiful. Uh, That's so sexy, that. Ray. It is. Oh, gosh. Oh. So uh, while you're no. taking your first couple of drinks, uh, I was just going to say, I'll, I'll read the little thing that they put on their website for it. How's that? Inspired by weekly siren tests, Saturday Siren is a crisp and refreshing pilsner built for sunny days. Dry hop editions of Idaho 007 and Comet bring new world flavor to this old world style. The lake, the pool, and a grill are calling. So pack the cooler and get outside. Wow. You know, that's one thing I, I liked about this. What caught my attention with this beer. Uh, one, I'm a huge fan of Coupe Ale Works. I reviewed a couple of their beers on this podcast. Um, but this, it speaks to, you know exactly what that is. I mean, it's a tornado siren. Yeah. And for folks that don't live in the Midwest, or places where they don't have these, or the Mid-South, they call it in Oklahoma now. Um, and everywhere it does a weekly test. I love that. For us in the Tulsa metro, it's Wednesday at noon. So you always know at noon on Wednesday, year-round, it's a tornado siren going off. Uh, so I like that it speaks to the area. I love when breweries do that especially when they do that with a fantastic beer. Like normally I am not a Pilsner guy at all. I'm usually this, that's not my jam, but dude, throwing the hops in this. Yeah. Changing my mind, at least for this still not a traditional Pilsner, but for this one, man, uh, I am loving it. Um, I've got a, yeah. a new summertime favorite to add. Mind Oh, my God. Well, you know, and Coupe Works has been a brewery that's been around uh, in Oklahoma area for a while. I mean, we've been drinking their beers, man, since the uh, – I can't remember when we started. I mean, since the early 2000s, at least, when we were old enough to at drink, we were there, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So. Uh, but, but this is uh, – you know, I'm an IPA guy. Anyone that's listening to the okay. podcast now, you know, we've been going at this for a good while. Uh, they know I'm an IPA guy. I'm not your typical hophead. I don't have a man bun – and Birkenstock shoes. Yes, I'm stereotyping you IPA guys. I'm on your side, but I'm calling you out. Um, but no, this is a very hot forward beer while feeling and smelling like a Pilsner. Um, this is one I'm sure if I poured it again into a pint glass, I would get a lot of the, yeah. the carbonated bubbles that we see coming up very common with a Pilsner. Um, this is a little high on the carbonation for what I like, but it works well with this beer. Uh, but again, it's very hop forward. I think they did well with their choice of hops in this. Um, the Idaho 007 and Common. Yeah. Um, so they're not typically hops that I look for in an IPA, but in this in this Pilsner, I think they work well. Sure. And there's a bit of a hoppy aroma to this. Um, I'm not getting a oh, lot yeah. of interesting notes that I would expect being so hoppy, but that's fine. I, I think that would kill this beer overall if it was citrusy. Uh, maybe other folks would taste that. I I don't. So with with the, with the lager beers, um, hmm. you get a little bit. They, they usually have a little bit more carbon carbonation, and you know it's um, you know it's supposed to give you some kick with that as well. With some of those beers, does that do it? Does the, does it, the it, Saturday Siren have that? It definitely does. It's got a little bit of a kick to it. 
um, it's, you know, for, for the hoppiness, I'm circling back to that. It's got a little bit of that punch in the tongue that I look for, but it's light. But this has a crispness about it that you'd expect from a Pilsner. It's crisp, light, and, and refreshing. Of course, it's very mm -hmm. light-bodied. It's got a little bit of that Pilsner aftertaste. You know, if you, like, drink one of the big-name beers, there's always, always an aftertaste. And I'm typically sure. not a big fan of that. Um, but this where it's it's there, it's not so much that it's undesirable, at least for my taste bros. Yeah. Um, which which I like. So this is a yeah. – it's got some nice, you know, herbal or flower, you know, notes in the aroma. I get a little bit yeah. of that in, in the flavor when I'm drinking it. Um You know, there's slight bitterness about it. Not not too bad. You know, again, that's to be expected again with, with the hops that they're throwing at this. Um, overall, a, a solid beer. It's a uh, – what, what am I trying to say here? You know, you eat sushi, right, Mike? Yes, I eat sushi all the time. And uh, I'm going off on a tangent here for this. You know, they, they give you ginger. When yeah, you ginger, sushi. which is sushi. Yeah, and uh, to clear your palate, you know – Sure. To cleanse the palate in between different. This strikes me as a beer that you could drink to cleanse the palate. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's why what I, I had to make go full circle with that. But I think if you're one of those folks that likes to try a variety of beers, and if you're going from like, you know, we'll just say like a gosse or a sour, and you get a hankering for a peanut butter porter. Yeah, this would be a good beer to put in between those to cleanse the palate to take you from one extreme to the other. What do you think? Does that make sense at all? I feel you. I feel you. So, yeah, so uh, a slight tangent. Um, I say sushi on purpose. Uh, I know it's sushi. Um, right. If, if you've if you ever watched Dr. Brule, John C. Riley's uh, Dr. Brule. I have not. So it's uh, so it's John C. Riley's brilliance, right? Uh, you know who I'm talking right. about, right? John C. Riley. Okay. No, unfortunately. Um, no. So he he makes a he he's the Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are stepbrothers. Okay. He's the other stepbrother. Or oh. On, um, oh yeah. Okay. Nights, he's the other driver. So. Gotcha. Uh, so anyway, right. that's John C. Riley, who okay. who is an incredible, talented. Incredibly talented guy. He has this character called Dr. Brule, B-R-U-L-E, Dr. Brule. And you can type it in on Google and look it up. It's on, it's on uh, YouTube and whatnot. So, but there's, okay. there's an episode, episode where he talks about um, getting in a dumpster diving sushi out of a dumpster behind a sushi restaurant. And it's, it's okay. ridiculous, ridiculous. So anyway, <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta, dude. You gotta check this out. When we're done, you gotta look up Doctor Brule on YouTube and just watch some of this crap. It's not crap. It, well, it is crap, but it's funny crap. I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard crap, to describe. Right? It is great. <laughs> so I'm gonna make a big plug for Doctor Brule. Have you ever seen uh, Between Two Ferns with uh, Zach Galifianakis? Uh, yes, I, I have seen okay. several episodes of that. So it's 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 on a similar plane of funniness. Like it's it's kind of stupid, but that's what makes it funny. Right, yeah, right, right. That this is this is what Doctor Brule is, and it was it was way before, uh, between two ferns. Okay, so. fair enough. So anyway, uh, anyway, so sushi. No, I definitely get you. So 
uh, Saturday sign would be a good uh, palate cleanser, uh, but I need you to yeah. give me like a food pairing with this, Ray. You got to have a food pairing. Mm. You know, what would you eat or, or drink or, you know, enjoy with this beer? There's a there's a lot of things that I would pair with this with this beer, so I'm trying to narrow down to just one thing I could I could tell you and the yeah. listeners, Mike. Um, there's there's no wrong answer. Um, there's there's not. I want something so bright, and I want something. So I'm gonna go out in a man. I'm thinking. Ceviche, like a ceviche tower. Have you ever been to like a, a nicer Mexican restaurant that has not just basic ceviche, but like a tower of ceviche with a, a wide variety of seafood in it? Um, Dude, when I eat Mexican food, it's it's like a it's run by an old Mexican lady that's out like a out of a gas station corner spot. That's where <laughs> I eat Mexican food. Oh, gotcha. So she but, does. No, the less English she speaks, the better the food is. The better the food. Yeah, I've, I've had a good number of those spots, and I'm with you, man. You point to something on the menu. I'm like, mm, that, that one. Yeah. And not to be disrespectful, yeah. if they don't speak yeah. English, that's fine. you got to find a way to communicate. Um, and lots of oh, I don't hear. It's, uh, yeah. yeah. But no, it's a ceviche tower, man, because I want the octopus in that. I, I want the shrimp. Um, I want some of the other the fish that they put in it. Everywhere you go has a different variety of ceviche. But I want those because I want a very bright, floral, fruity, you know, citrusy thing to go with this. Yeah. And uh, that's the first thing I could think of. Um, and uh, some plantain chips. Because uh, there's a spot in Dallas I love called the Urban yeah. Taco. And uh, among the best ceviche towers I've ever had. And uh, served with plantain chips. That makes me think, like, you know what? That's what I want with this beer. Actually, I was just very specific. I want the ceviche tower from Urban Taco in Dallas, Texas, with this beer. So, free plug to Urban Taco in Dallas, Texas. I went there. No doubt. All right. So, what about the rating of the beer? Um, I would give yeah, this probably eight point five out of ten. Eight point five. Um, because uh, I again, there's nothing wrong with pilsners. They typically don't speak to my taste, bros. But Coop Works put together a Pilsner that I want to drink more of. So, and again, he's got that. It's hop forward. It's delicious. The carbonation's on point. I think it's a well-crafted beer. It's crushable. Yeah. And uh, so it speaks to my taste bros. All right. So absolutely, this is going on my craft beer bucket list for people to try before they die, Mike. Word. All right. 8.5. And you're going to be a ceviche tower from... Uh, Wherever Urban in taco. Dallas, Urban Taco. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if you remember this. I remember us taking a picture by a sign that said Rusty Taco. Remember that? Ah, that sounds so for where were we? We we were in it's in Dallas somewhere. In I don't Dallas? know where and yeah, it was in Dallas somewhere. I don't remember okay. where. Uh we were driving around and I saw the sign. I like I had we were driving, so I just kind of snapped a picture of the sign of it. It said Rusty Taco. Right. And I, you know, in in the 13 year old humor humor that I have. I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I was like, I can't believe this is there. I got to take a picture of it. Right. Cause I'm a no, teenager at heart. Yeah. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, rusty taco. So this is the urban taco, ceviche tower. Yes. Dallas, Texas. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to go. 
No, absolutely, dude. Uh, it's one of my favorite. I've took I've taken my wife there a couple of times, even um, when I've had her to Dallas with me. You know, it's a spot I've been going to for a number of years now. Like I go out of my way to go to Urban Taco, dude. Yeah, it's a uh, fantastic food. Got to do it. Yes. So, but Mike, I want to know about your beer. Tell me, tell me about this Chimay Doré. I want to know the Chimay Doré. Mm, I like that. Ale brewed with spices. I like spices. Dude, and it's it, wow, it's good. Wow. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you. Uh, you know, sipping over there while I was giving a review of my beer. Um, so tell tell me what you think about it, man. So what I was noticing, and I'll I'll, I'll give you like the blurb that they have on their website, but something I was noticing right up front is that depending on how I drink it, so if I drink like a little taste or a big bigger taste, the the flavors would change a little bit in my mouth. Um, what you know, and and I was trying to get us some different stuff. So um, the Dore, um, you know, it's it's been brewed, uh, you know, as an Abbey beer since 18, 1800s, whatever. Um, so, so it's, it's, this is considered like a regular old beer you drink all the time, like your, your table beer or whatnot, you know? Um, so, uh, I think it said in 2013 is when, you know, they, they started bottling it and whatnot. Um, so, um, you know, it's Dore is, I didn't know what it meant. So I looked up and it, it's supposed to be, you know, gold or golden, whatever. Right. So. Uh, right, right. And, and I, I saw different pronunciations for it as well. So it's Dore or Dor or Dore, you know, depending on what, how you say it or where you're from, I guess. I don't know. But um, what I can tell you about the beer that I do know is that it tastes great. Um, so the smell, you know, you, you do the first smell. You, you get a little bit of that flory, floral and spiciness coming, kind of coming through the light floral and the light spice coming through. Um, and it's really, really nice. It's very light, right? And then, man, when you take a drink of it, like I am, right? Uh-oh. Internet's, he's cutting out a bit there. You have to say that again, Mike. Man. What I was saying is, when I take a drink of it, it is delicious. Oh, um, right, right. It's, it's got a very, you know, like a lemony, citrusy type uh, uh, backbone to it a little bit. And um, a lot of those spices that come through with those winter beers uh, coming on uh, throughout the throughout the drink, you know, from the front to the back. Um, wow. However, it's so it's, it's not a heavy beer. That's the thing. Is, and so as I'm drinking it, so when I take a little, just a little swig, you get a little more of the lemon, right? Right. So it's a little bit more lemony when you take a small swig. And when you take a bigger gulp of it, you get a lot more of those spices. Um, but the body of it is is pretty medium to medium body, medium body. Um, so it's, it's not a heavy beer like you would with a lot of your winter warmers and all that kind of stuff that have a lot of more spices going on. Um, I, I think it's a, you know, I like drinking it slow because I'm getting a little bit more subtle of the, the subtlety of the flavors are coming out. But I think this is also one you could drink at a good clip if you wanted to. Right on. So it sounds to me like just hearing the, the different flavors that can come out in it, this is a fantastic year-round beer. You know, um, I, I so I think so. I think you can drink it anytime. I, I think I would compare this a lot to 
the 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 dark lager, the black lager we had, the first beer we had from uh, Ghost River, right? right. Um, I think I think this is a bet a beer better suited for the fall for me, um, okay. just because of the way the, the flavors that are playing with me and all that. Um, but here's the other part, man. This is such a good beer. It's right. it, it is well crafted. Like the, it's very balanced. Um, you know, like the spices coming through. Um, the lemon. So, and that's the thing, I guess with the lemon, uh, kind of bouncing forward to you, you know, that's more of a, a spring summery type flavor. And then the spices sure. are more of a fall winter type flavor. So it's a good mix of the both. Right. So maybe, you, maybe it is a year round beer. Um, when you, when you really put it like that, but, um, uh, man, overall, um, it's just, you know, the, the body and the flavors and the carbonation, um, it's, it's all, very very well done you know it's um it's it's a really well balanced beer really good in a lot of different ways and you know it's not something that's going to be you know for the for the people that like hops it's got a little bit of that bitter bitterness but not a lot and so in the people that right. like a little bit more of the bolder stouts it's got a little bit of that spice to it and the people that like a little bit of that lightness you know it's got the lemony essence about it so it kind of hits on a lot of notes but which is hard to do and make that well balanced, but they did. They did. You know, sure. it's, um, it's very well done. You know, something has got a nice bit of complexity to it. I like that. Dude, it's, this is good. So dude, I, I would give this a nine out of 10. Ooh, Not even, look a, at you, that. Know, I, you know, I've had, wow. I've had a few, yeah, I've had a few beers that have uh, kind of uh, hit that high, but this is a really good beer. So I'm going to give this a nine out of 10. And as far as food pairings, uh, you know, man, I don't know. This is this one's a hard one to really think about. Um, you know, I, I think that um, on one hand, I'd want something very light. Um, as far as like, uh, I, I once had this um, this Greek cheese that was grilled, and it was very light. And I don't know. You may know this because you're you're more of a foodie than I am by a long shot, but. It was a Greek cheese, and it was you grilled it, so it was a little. The, the texture was a little bit more. Um, uh, uh, I want to say this like jute rug type texture as you're eating it. Like it's a little bit stringy and, and tough hmm. uh, as far as the strings were, but it, it wasn't a tough cheese. I don't mean like that. It just had a, more of a fabricy type texture, really? and uh, you you cut it off, and you you know a little like um, four by two uh, little strips, and you grill it. And then it gets a little softer and then you eat it. Um, so anyway, like I just remember that cheese being really good, uh, a little airy, a little bit light in flavor. And I think that would go perfect with this. And I forget the name of that. I'm going to, you know what? I, I, I don't know. Google it. You're in front of a laptop. That's a cheese. I don't, cheese. I can't think of off the top of my head. I don't know that I've ever had one like that. So I'm very interested. Yeah. I kind of want to know. And I'm sure listeners do at this point. And so uh, just Google that real quick. I think we're all um, excited to know. So we'll see if I can't. I'll Google it. all kinds of recipes. Greek cheese. And see what comes up. I'm sure the people heard me typing in the background. Greek cheese. Well, there's a lot of Greek so, cheeses out there. It's okay. Okay. So I don't know how you pronounce it. Okay. But it's called Halalmi. Halalmi cheese. Ah, okay. Halalmi. It's a, right. it's a semi-hard, unripened brine cheese made from a mixture of goat's and sheep's milk. High melting point, so it can easily be fried or grilled. 
So, um, and, you know, I didn't, I didn't remember that until I saw it, but dude, so, and, and like I said, I, I had some, uh, when I was in Greece for a short period of time. And then I had some before that and it, it's really good. And I'm going to tell you, it's, 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 it's just a good cheese. If you just like, if you're into food and whatnot, but I think right. that cheese with the flavor would go well with this, uh, with this Doré. Outstanding. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So, and if you get, I, you know, I, and I don't know, uh, much about, I'm not a cheese person, but, or a foodie as you, as, you know, as a lot of people are out in the world, but that's a really good cheese and I really enjoyed it. And when I went there, I had to have it. Um, I asked a friend, I said, I got to try this cheese here because I knew it was a Greek style cheese. I was like, I got to have the Greek style cheese while I'm in Greece. So, so I did and it was good. And uh, I think the spirit would go great with it. So nine out of 10 and uh, pair it with halloumi cheese, halloumi cheese, however you say that, I'm not sure. Hey, I'm not, I, I, know, I know I want to try both of those, and I want to try them together, Mike. So you've got me convinced. Um, yeah. I like this, man. So real quick, where, where is this beer brewed? This is an American beer, right? It's a Belgium. It's a Belgian beer. No, it's okay. a Belgian beer. Uh, do, 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 do. Brewed at Scourmont Abbey uh, and, and bottled by Chimay in Belgium. In Belgium. Well, yeah, there you go, Belgium. man. Very, very European you know, pairing there. I love that, Mike. That's, yeah. that's fantastic. It's imported by Brussels Imports. Uh, yeah. So anyway, it's it's a Belgian beer. Yeah. Okay. Dude, it's, it's really, 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 really good. Really good. So I love this, Mike. So again, uh, three, three beers up, three beers down. Another solid lineup, Mike. Why don't you give us a recap again of what we had for everybody? Yeah, so uh, we both shared the Ghost River Midnight Magic, which is a, a, a black lager from Ghost River in Memphis, Tennessee. We both gave it an 8 out of 10. It's a solid beer. I think everybody should try it. Get it while you're in the area. Then we followed it up, or you followed it up, with Kubel Works Saturday Sy Siren, which is a German Pilsner. Um, and you gave that an 8.5, and, and it was very solid, a little bit hoppy. For Pilsner, so if you're a hophead, that would be a good thing, right? Absolutely. And then to round, to round us out, I had the Chimay Doré or Doré, depending on how it's supposed to be pronounced, and I'm not saying I know how exactly. I tried to look it up. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It was delicious. Um, so another, you know, like you said before, a solid lineup, or I said before, I don't know who said it. We always say that solid lineup because we're awesome. We should, we. Dude, we, we have great beers. That's all that is to it. So Yes, uh, absolutely. You know, so all three go on your uh, bucket list. They got to be beers you try before you die. Ray, it's up to you now. Yes, indeed. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate you all being here, whether you're catching us while we're filming this live via StreamYard. Free plug to them. Uh, so thank you so much for tuning in. Also, you listeners that are tuning into the podcast after it's recorded, whether that be on Stitcher, Apple, Google, wherever you get your podcast and shout out to anchor for hosting. That's our hosting platform. So shout out to them as well. Uh, be sure to follow us on social media, on the Instagram, the Twitters and Facebook. Be sure to give us those likes. And as always, please, please, please don't drink and drive, but do drink local and we will see you all in the next episode. Thank you so much, everybody.